0: Greetings to the 12 tribes scattered abroad. Shabbat shalom. Bless the holy name of Yahuwah. We made it. We made it to the Sabbath. It's a time of rest. It's a time of blessing. I was on the Shabbat fellowship this morning, and it was so wonderful to see you all there and have that fellowship together. And now we get to enjoy our time together in the Word. We're in Revelation And this is part C of chapter 9. And remember, you guys in the chat, enjoy the fellowship together. Keep it kadosh. Try and stay on track with the message. And of course, encourage one another through the way. Because Revelation chapter 9... Isn't encouraging, it's woe, 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 and what a time of woe we do live in. But I hope you were encouraged in Revelation chapter 6 with the unleashing of the first seal to find out that it was an invitation to the marriage supper of the Lamb. But today we delve into Revelation the ninth chapter, the third part, part C. And I would love to be encouraging. And I have been admonished to be encouraging. And I do receive that. But I find no encouraging message in Revelation chapter 9 because it is a doom oracle, an apocalyptic doom oracle that does relate to our days that we live in presently. So if we're going to find encouragement, it's because of the end goal. And the end goal is the marriage supper of the Lamb. There's where the encouragement is. But today, we've got to be able to navigate through this chapter. And you and I need to navigate through this perilous time that we are in. Because this pandemic is now at a point where you're starting to see the laws of man compounding and tyranny being layered upon layered upon layer. The civilization that you and I grew up in is crumbling, and this is all going to be revealed in the next weeks to come. But we have the Bible, and we can be navigated through the power of the Holy Spirit. So here we go. I want to thank you all that do support the ministry with your giving. Your support means so much to the ministry. We had planned, of course, on doing the Passover together and um, next week Shavuot, but we're going to do it online instead. And I do hope that we can come together and actually meet Panaim, El Panaim, face to face for the Feast of Tabernacles once the smoke clears. And we'll see if it even clears by then. But we are now today in Revelation Chapter 9, the first woe is past. Behold, after these things yet come, two more woes. You mean there's more to come? This isn't it. It kind of sounds like a flare-up. A flare-up is past. And then there's going to be a lull, an opening up. And then there's going to be another flare-up. And then there's going to be the final real deal. Am I seeing too much of our present world in this apocalyptic narrative? Or is that how we're supposed to interpret Scripture? You see, I look at this and I wonder, well, is this our current COVID-19 spring? where well, then we're going to have a summer lull. And then we're going to have a COVID-19 full flare up. And then we're going to have an early spring 2021 lull where everybody's already been programmed and they've been prepared for the final planned pandemic finale, which, of course, is going to be biological warfare all out and everybody has had the planned and preparatory psychological breakdown over the years before that they'll already know oh it's quarantine time go back into your house oh masks everybody has been planned all of the social disbursements have already been set up and established everybody will know what to do this is the pandemic. oh yes the first woe may be past, but after this there comes two more woes, because this isn't what it's all about. It is for the finale that is what is about to be set upon and unleashed like nothing ever before. The first woe is past, behold, after these things, yet come two more woes. You're going to go back inside for the flare-up in the fall, and then there's going to be the grand finale. I posture that it's going to be a full-scale, worldwide, biological attack. And everybody's all prepared and planned up for it. Government's municipalities. And the origins of this is what I want to talk about today. The origins of the people that are pushing forward this agenda is truly occult and luciferic in its very base level. Here in Salem, Oregon, there was a hairdressing salon owner that opened up her business against the governor's orders. And just to show you the Luciferic origins, of course, we'll touch on that in Ezekiel 28. What happens to her? Or all of a sudden, CPS shows up at her doorstep, demands to come into her house, and interrogates her children who are young children without their mother and father present. Well, Well, is it a coincidence that she defied the governor's orders and then some are saying and speculating that the government, governor then sent CPS to her to rattle them. You see, that ultimately is luciferic in its origins, which is what? Divide and conquer, split up the family. And this comes from the baseline of Genesis 6 that we spoke about last week and Ezekiel 28, trafficking and trading in human souls. Revelation 9, the what comes out of the bottomless pits, its origin is Luciferic trading in souls and Genesis 6. Today, this is what we are finding. Is Revelation 9 supposed to be an encouraging text? Look at me. I'm just getting started. <laughs> And I've contemplated it all week because I'm like, you know, I would like to be more encouraging. But, um, you know, I have in, in, delivered intense messages of late, intense messages of late. But I believe, I mean, I really do believe, I, 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 have, I have sought Yahweh, I've sought prayer, and I, I do receive counsel, but I believe it would be most inappropriate, most inappropriate of me right now to encourage you. I would love to. I mean, I really would love to encourage you right now. So I'm sorry to disappoint some of you. I truly am. Jeremiah, Paul, they struggled with the same thing. We all love encouragement. I love being encouraged. I love hope. I love happiness. And and when it's time for that, I will shout it from the rooftops. But I find that Revelation 9 is inappropriate for that kind of dialogue and encouragement. This is what Yahuwah Almighty says. Do not listen to what the prophets are prophesying to you. They fill you with false hopes. They speak visions from their own minds, not from the mouth of Yahuwah. Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 16. I feel right now like the prophet with a heavy yoke of wood around his neck. And you want me to prophesy hope? Hope in a time like this? The yoke of servitude is on our necks. There will be a time for hope and a time of great celebration. It's called the Marriage Supper of the Lamb. But first, you need to know how to navigate the perilous days that we are in. And that, my friend, is not a time where I'm going to shout from this pulpit, Peace and safety. Peace and safety. For when they shall say peace and safety, then, when then sudden destruction comes upon them, as a travail upon a woman with child. I tell you what is gonna be encouraging is when we get to Revelation twelve and we get to get out of this blooming mystery Babylon and flee to the wilderness, then you'll get words of encouragement from me, because that's the time to be encouraged. But we are not quite there yet. We've got to get through this. The scripture is literally in my life and your life playing out in tandem with the world that we live in. And maybe some of you are all encouraged because the states are opening up because your country's open. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. When they say hope and peace and safety, it's going to all be tomorrow as it was yesterday. Then you know sudden destruction is coming upon you. Because that's what the secular people are saying. Oh, oh, it's going to be exciting. We'll be able to go out for dinner again and the movies are going to work. Where Are you going to go on vacation? Are you crazy? You really think they really do? Okay, you drink that Kool-Aid. You swim in it. But not for me. Not for me. Look, the plague is infecting a small segment of the population. I am not denying that. But the agents that are misappropriating it and its effects are doing so for a most sinister, sinister plan. And that is what concerns me. That is what concerns me. The driving force behind the laws, policies, and programs being initiated and being moved forward in society worldwide right now are dark, sinister, and as old as old can be because their origins are a cult. They are stooped in trafficking and the trading of human souls. Case in point, when a local hairdresser tries to open up her salon, they come to trade and traffic in the souls of her children. If you don't need to be sobered up any more than that, then I don't know what to tell you. And in Ezekiel, the 28th chapter and the 16th verse, it is written, By the multitude of thy trafficking, trading, they have filled the midst of thee with Hamas, violence. The word there in the Hebrew is Hamas, the slave locust army of contact tracers. Why was CPS sent to her home? Because she went and opened up a hair salon prior to government authorization, which is a health risk, and possibly her children were in peril. You see how it works? You see how it works? Some of the most heinous crimes against humanity in the 20th century were done under government health programs in Germany the most heinous crimes were done for the health of the German society. Regardless of the trigger words of Nazi and Jew and Holocaust and things like that, some of the most heinous crimes against humanity were done under the cover, under the banner of health for what? the society and community at large. Don't be deceived. These laws right now are health laws. And the last time I checked, health laws pushed on a society were detrimental because they dealt with trafficking and trading in souls. Because the origins of it then, as now, is luciferic and occult beyond all means and i have a heart for children because my master had a heart for children and when they come for the children then you know they've showed their hand they're from ezekiel 28 they're traffickers they're traders and it's all going to be exposed and they use this health Crisis to push forward the agenda. The end goal is to profane the souls of men by trafficking and trading them with the beast system. And in the 13th verse of chapter 9, it is written I told you, this is not going to be encouraging, but it is going to be powerful and it's going to help you be able to navigate the pitfalls, so that you can get out of mystery Babylon and get into the wilderness when you need to, which is going to be in a few chapters. So there's a time for everything. There's a time to tear down. There's a time to build up. There's a time to embrace. There's a time to cease from embracing. And now is the time for me to warn you and admonish you because things are moving rapidly fast, rapidly fast. And the sixth angel sounded his trumpet, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar before Yahuwah saying to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, Loose the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. We're getting to the origins of those that are pushing the agenda forward here that would call CPS, that would do these wicked things. We're getting to the origins. Yes the virus is the construct that is allowing those to propagate and move forward their agenda let's expose where they come from see the root pluck it out at the root so you realize that your battle is not against flesh and blood but the principalities here from the great river Euphrates verse 15 and the four angels were loosed who were prepared for an hour for a day and a month and a year in order to slay the third part of man. We haven't even got to a third part being slain yet, but we will get there. I don't know whether it will be by the fall or whether it will be by the next spring, but we're going to have to get to the third part being slayed. And the number, number of the armies of the contact tracers, excuse me, I'm ad-libbing with the text here, of the horsemen was two miramids of miramids, and I heard their number. You see, this is worldwide. This is going to go worldwide. Number them if you can, because they're all now being contracted to try and contract with you and me. And I saw the horses in the vision and those sitting on them having breastplates of fire, even dusky red and brimstone. And the heads of the horses were like the heads of lions. And out of their mouth issued fire and smoke and brimstone. Do you know what's so encouraging about the word of Yahuwah? Because there are enemies, there are foxes. I'm up here, I'm looking over there, you're over there. There are foxes that try to sneak in. But the wonderful thing about the, the word of Yahuwah, it remains veiled to those that are not of the faith. They have no idea what I'm actually speaking about right now. It's a mystery. It's veiled to them. But to you and I who are born again and saints that the word is permeating through our very body, we can clearly and concisely see what the word says. So don't be afraid. Because this is serious code language of the scripture and the prophecies being revealed to his saints. Look at the 18th verse of of chapter 9. By these three, the third part of man was killed by the fire and by the smoke and by the brimstone which issued out of their mouths. For their authority is in their mouth and in their tails, for their tails were like the serpents with heads, and with them they do harm. And the rest of men who were not killed by these plagues and viruses still did not repent of the works of their hands, that they should not worship shadim, demons and gold and silver and bronze and stone and wooden idols which neither can see nor hear nor walk. And the 21st verse says thus, and they did not repent of their murders, nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornication, nor of their thefts. The origin of this, of course, is explained to us by Peter and Jude. In Second Peter chapter 2, verse 4, it is written, For if Yahweh spared not the heavenly angels that sinned, but cast them down into Tartarus, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment. So they've been reserved for a time yet in the future at the writing of this text in Second Peter. Is that time now? Worldwide, pandemic. Jude, verse 6. And the heavenly angels who kept not their first estate... But they left their own dwelling. He has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment, for the great day. You see, these passages, they indicate to me that there is, yeah, there really is, a subsurface of the earth where there is a prison or a holding tank where Yahweh has bound Nephilim and demons, and they are looking for bodies to inhabit. And they're going to be able to do it here in the next weeks, months, and years through the vaccination that they're bringing out. It's going to be the host carrier for what we're talking about here. 1 Samuel chapter 28, verse 13. Then said... Shaul to his avadim, Seek for me a woman who is a medium that I may go to her and inquire of her. A lot of this virus theory, they're seeking mediums. They're inquiring. It's projection, imagery, and magnification. And whoever is the medium of the time, what's his name, Dr. Kavorkian. Who is the guy right now who's the medium? The guy they keep bringing out in all the press conferences. And I think maybe he's not the flavor of the week anymore. huh? Fauci, right? Okay, there's your medium. And his servants said to him, see, there is a woman that is a medium at Endor, or the witch of Endor. And Saul disguised himself and he put on other clothes and he went and two men with him and they came to the woman by night under the cover of darkness when you were all in quarantine. And he said, I seek you divine for me by the familiar spirit of the occult so that I can bring forth my agenda and subject my people within my kingdom. I'm ad-libbing with the text, but come on, we're mature, aren't we? And bring me up the one I shall name to you. You've got to identify the strong man. If you don't identify the strong man, you're going to be opening your doors and inviting in the enemy, contracting with the devil when you didn't even know it. Taking privileges and benefits And on the flip side of that is what? Chains and bondage. And the woman said to him, see, you know what Saul has done, how he has cut off the mediums and the wizards out of the land. Why then do you lay a trap for my life to cause me to die? Right now, we are in the trap-laying summer of your life. Snares everywhere. Be careful where you tread. They are laying traps everywhere. Everywhere. Oh, there's another benefit available. Oh, there's this. Have you read the fine print? And Saul swore to her by Yahweh, saying, As Yahweh lives, there shall no punishment happen to you for this thing. Then said the woman, Whom shall I bring up to you? And he said, Bring me up, Samuel. And when the woman saw Samuel, she shouted with a loud voice, and the woman spoke to Saul, saying, Why have you deceived me? For you are Saul. And the king said to her, "'Be not afraid. What did you see?' And the woman said to Saul, "'I saw a spirit ascending up out of the earth.'" Of course, this wasn't really Samuel. The dead die and they know nothing. Don't believe the testimony of a witch, for crying out loud, to lead and live your life. Don't believe the testimony of these contact tracers when they try to bewitch you out of your very life by laying a trap for you and you just walk into it because you're trusting. Because you've spiritualized it, because you spent 40 years in the church spiritualizing everything with no personal responsibility as you contract with the devil. And Yahweh says, come out of her, my people, come out of her. How can you when you have a field and you're sowing it with two diverse species? You're not going to get the blessing and you won't see clearly. Where did the ruap come from? Ascending out of the earth. And we see in Revelation chapter 9, verse 1, And the fifth heavenly angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from the heavens to the earth, and to him was given the key to the bottomless pit. So this pit is a deep chasm bound by a gulf where spooky Nephilim are imprisoned. And you want to go watch Netflix? This right here? This is the best kind of story. This is the best kind of apocalyptic entertainment. Revelation 9 is amazing. The fallen star itself could even be the bottomless pit. Have you thought about that? The fallen star itself that's coming towards the earth right now. Could be the bottomless pit. In the Greek, it's "pipto bathos feer, meaning meaning descending from a higher to a lower height. So that's a possible interpretation. So now all of you are going to get on your star mapping um, software, right? Can't you see all those incoming um, planetary things? Planetary things. Who the heck am I? I'm an expert in planetary things. <laughs> Sound like Dr. What's-his-name, right? The virus thingy, planetary thing, or Trump, right? Drink bleach. Outrageous. But it does make me wonder why we sent all those soldiers to the Haditha Dam. Doesn't it make you wonder? And the testimony of some of those soldiers that were down at the Haditha Dam. Have you heard that? They said that they heard screamings and terrors that terrified trained combat soldiers to their very core because they were guarding prisoners down there near Afghanistan and Iraq at the Haditha Dam. And they heard torments of, because that's a very deep dam. And it's right here located at the river Euphrates. And they heard some really demonic things coming out of there. And there are numerous, numerous testimonies. When the soldiers locked in prisons beneath the Haditha dam, they heard bellows and howls from underneath the earth. And there's three unassociated witnesses that would go and testify to the very same thing, and they don't even know each other. So that makes me wonder. I'm just a curious fellow. Look at the 13th verse. And the sixth heavenly angel sounded in chapter 9 of Revelation, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar that is before Yahuwah saying to the sixth heavenly angel who had the shofar, Loose, listen, loose the four heavenly angels that are bound in the great river Euphrates. That's where the Hadith Dam is. So loose the four heavenly angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. So I was really pondering this and I came up with two possibilities. So just bear with me while I, I try to enlighten us here. Number one, It is possible, you may disagree with me, but it is possible that these are the cherubim who guard the way back to the tree of life. Genesis chapter 3 verse 24. These are the cherubim or the cherubim with the flaming swords that are guarding the way back to the tree of life. And we're going to be coming out of mystery Babylon here. And ultimately, we're going to end up in the garden. That's one interpretation. In Ezekiel chapter 10, verse 10, the form of a man's hand under their four wings, full of eyes round about. Round about. And the first face was the face of a, haruv, a cherub, and the second face was the face of a man. And the third face, the face of a lion. And the fourth, the face of an eagle. And the cherubim or the cherubim were lifted up. This is the living creature that I saw by the river Hebar. This is right by the Haditha Dam. This is a canal right off of the river Euphrates. So geographically it works. And I see the connections. You see, the Garden of Eden, it's possible it could be under the river Euphrates. And it was submerged after the flood. These are things that I ponder. Look at verse 15 of our text. And the four heavenly angels were loosed who were prepared for the hour and the day and the month and the year in which to slay a third of mankind. And the number of the army of the horsemen, can we call, Can I call them contact tracers? Is that okay? Is that going to offend you? You sure? Okay. We're 200 million. And I heard the number of them. And this is how I saw the horses in a vision, and those that sat on them having breastplates of fire and of hyacinth and brimstone, and the heads of the horses were as the heads of lions. And out of their mouth issued fire and smoke and brimstone. And by these three were the third part of mankind killed. We're only in the beginning stages, my friends. It's difficult. And I see some of your faith waxing. You gotta dig deep. I'm talking to myself too. Because I look back at the Matthew when my child Moshe was just a two or three months old. And I was rah, 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 the tribulation's coming, the tribut I was so ready for it. And now, my son is 14 years old. I wouldn't say I've become complacent, but I maybe let my guard down a little bit, and life carries on, and you're like, oh, well, maybe. And now, all of a sudden, I'm like, whoa, I gotta get back to where I was when he was three months old again. Because it is on. It is on. And I need to be that kind of man And I'm going, well, hang on a minute. It's easy to let things down. And you know, you know, the pleasures of life. I enjoy going out for dinner with my family. I enjoy going out for dinner with friends. I enjoy going mountain biking. I love to go skiing. There's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes those pleasures, those enjoyments, those fancies they can maybe soften you a little bit. It's time to get those knives sharp. Because a dull edge isn't going to do anybody any good right now. It's time to get the iron sharp. And iron sharpens iron by being true to the word and standing and being in fellowship and connecting Join right now and connect on the platforms at Torah to the tribe. Pray for one another. Sharpen iron. Whilst we're in quarantine, take advantage of those platforms. Steward it properly. Some of you are blathering on about all kinds of nonsense in the chat, and it's tempting to just shut it down, quite honestly. And those that are wiser than me have suggested that. And I, 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 I'm I, entertaining that. But I don't want to because I want you guys to be good stewards of these platforms and sharpen iron. But don't blather on about things that make nothing to do with the teaching. How big your big toe is and what color nail varnish you like. And things like that. Whether I'm clean shaven or got a beard or Things like that. And now I'm rambling because I've been in isolation. (laughs) And I've been let out. Look what happens. Get back on, boy. Get back on the text. (laughs) They're laughing at me here in studio. Oh, dear. Verse 18. Get grounded in the word. The word soothes my soul. Oh, does it soothe your soul? I am so enjoying sitting down with my children at night and going through the Omer count with them and reading the Psalms. Oh, there's a train coming. Let's hope it's not loaded up with people to a foreign destination. Huh? Off to the FEMA vaccine camp. Hey, we'll give you a free ride. We're coming right down past downtown Salem. We're even coming past Torah to the tribes. You can literally load up from the back of the building here. Outrageous. And some of them would be like, oh, this is a great opportunity for our health. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure it is. See you later. Have a good trip. You think I'm tripping. And by these three (laughs) were the third part of mankind killed. By the fire, and by the smoke, and by the brimstone that issued out of their mouths. Chapter nine, verse nineteen. For their power is in their mouth, and in their tails, for their tails were like serpents, having heads, and with them they do their harm. I like Second Peter, Chapter two, verse four. For if Elohim spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down into hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto the judgment. And Jude 6, and the angels which kept not their first estate. Not to hammer this home, but we have to look at these texts for the origin of the darkness that is presently amongst us. But they left their own habitation. He hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. And in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 19, by which also Yahushua went and preached unto the spirits in prison. Jeremiah chapter 46, verse 4, Harness the horses, And get up ye horsemen and stand forth with your helmets furbish the spears and put on the brigandines wherefore have I seen them dismayed and turned away back and their mighty ones are beaten down and have fled apace and look not back, for fear was round about, saith Yahuwah. Let not the swift flee away, nor the mighty man escape. They shall stumble and forward fall toward the north by... Where? By where? Oh, by the river Euphrates, you mean? Oh, yes. Verse 7 of Jeremiah chapter 46. Who is this that cometh up as a flood, whose waters are moved as the river's? Egypt riseth up like a flood, and his waters are moved like the rivers. And he saith, I will go up, and I will cover the earth. I will destroy the cities and the inhabitants thereof. Come up, ye horses, and rage, ye chariots, and let the mighty men come forth, the Ethiopians and the Libyans that handle the shield, and the Lydians that handle the bend of the bow. Verse 10, For this is the day of Adonai, Yahuwah of hosts. It's a day of vengeance, that he may avenge him of his adversaries. And the sword shall devour, and it shall be satiate, and made drunk with their blood, For Adonai, Yahuwah of hosts, hath a sacrifice in the north country by the river Euphrates. We're moving towards the end game. This is the 200 million infernal horsemen that kill a third part of man. This is a demonic horde. And Jeremiah in the 8th chapter and the 17th verse says thus, For behold, I will send serpents, cockatrices among you, which will not be charmed, and they shall vaccinate you, they shall bite you, saith Yahweh. Jeremiah 46, verse 10. For this is the day of Yahuwah of hosts, the day of vengeance, that he may avenge him of his adversaries, and the sword shall devour, and it shall be satiate and made drunk with their blood. For Adonai, Yahuwah of hosts, hath a sacrifice in that north country, and it is at the very river Euphrates. And then we can go to Revelation chapter 16, verse 12. And I hope to tie this all together if you're tracking. Revelation 16, 12. And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates. And the water thereof was dried up that the way of the kings of the east. <laughs> oh, don't you think. They're preparing the ways. Oh, Yahweh will prepare his ways. But right now, the kings of the earth are preparing their ways. And how dare you stand in the way of their plans, oh naughty man. Get back inside. Get back in line. Put your mask back on. Look, the border of the Garden of Eden, the River Euphrates, it's about 1,800 miles long. It goes from Turkey all the way down to the Persian Gulf. It's quite some distance. And there's four angelic beings that abound. Those four angelic beings are the driving force behind all that is coming and all that you see before your eyes in this world today. They are the driving force by the orders of these governors. They are the driving force by the politicians and leaders and kings of the earth. They are the driving force behind the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. They are the driving force. And they're using the pawns that these men and women that have sold their souls into captivity to do it. That's the origin of what's happening today. These leaders of the world They're the pawns, but it's these four spirits that are behind the whole driving force behind what we're seeing today with this COVID apocalyptic scenario. I'm convinced. Let me unpack the four angelic beings that are bound. Or are they still bound? Are they? I pose a question to you. Now, if you answered that question in the chat, then you'd be good stewards with the chat because that's what we're talking about right now. Daniel chapter 10, verse 13. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia, he withstood me one and twenty days. Who did? Who But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood Daniel one and twenty days. But thank goodness that Michael the archangel came to his rescue. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes came to assist me came to help me and I remained there with the kings of Persia. So the prince of Persia isn't a man but a principality, a demonic spirit, the highest ranking demonic angel that can rule over a nation and he happened to rule over Babylon, the lion. Remember the different faces? Now, Gabriel and Michael were dispatched by Yahuwah, and Michael went forth and overcame this principality. It had to be then what? If it was overcome by Michael and Gabriel, because they were dispatched by Yahuwah and it was overcome, then what did it have to be? If you overcome a man, you better put him in Ziploc hand ties. You better bind him. He's got to be bound somewhere. Daniel chapter 10, verse 20. Then said he, knowest thou wherefore I come unto thee? And now will I return to fight with the prince of Persia. You better get those swords sharpened. And I'm not talking just militarily. I'm talking about the sword of the word of Yahweh that is sharper than anything and being able to cut asunder and divide between spirit and Flesh and soul so that you can see what you're dealing with. And then when you can, Yahweh will send and dispatch his heavenly angels to assist you when you are before the kings of the earth. Daniel chapter 10 verse 20. Then he said, knowest thou wherefore I come unto thee and now will I return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I am gone forth, lo, the prince of Greece. Oh, blooming heck, now they have got another one? Yes, yes, it's the prince of Grecia. He's then going to come. Verse 21, But I will show thee that which is noted in the scripture of truth, that there is none that holdeth with me in these things but Michael your prince. So when the Meda-Persia empire, which was the bear, was overcome, the principality then had to be what? Put in zip-cloths. Had to be bound somewhere, did it not? So when the Grecian leopard, who was the Grecian leopard? Alexander the Great, when his empire fell to the Romans, the principality had to be bound somewhere. Every time a nation falls, the principality is overcome and it has to be bound somewhere. Then another nation is overcome. The principality is overcome. The nation falls. The principality is bound somewhere. This is what Daniel was dealing with. When the nation falls, the principality is overcome by the heavenly Malachim and it is bound somewhere later to be loosed. The reason we are at this perilous time, because they have been bound, because nations have fallen in history past, and we are now at the very pinnacle of where the zip ties are being cut. And they are roaming to and fro and empowering these occult leaders worldwide with the agenda to push it forward because they really, really think that they're going to get S.A. Tan on the throne and that he's going to give them the staff of victory to rule and the scepter to rule the nations. They really believe that. They're that deceived. And that occult. So they have made an allegiance with the devil. They have sold their soul. If they know this stuff. When the Medo-Persia Empire, the bear, was overcame, the principality had to be bound somewhere. When the Grecian, the leopard, Alexander the Great, his empire fell, it fell to the Romans, the principality had to be bound somewhere. All these conquering armies and kingdoms had one thing in common. They all ruled from Babylon right off of the river Euphrates. That's the common theme. They all ruled from Babylon right off the river Euphrates. When the Roman Empire, which is the nondescriptive beast with seven heads and ten horns, collapsed. And then after the Roman Empire, what rose up? The Byzantine Empire. The principality had to be bound somewhere. These are high-ranking principalities that are behind this whole thing. And in Revelation chapter 13 verse 1, it says thus, And I stood upon the sand of the water. Now, it could be a river as much as a sea, could it not? And I saw a beast rise up out of the water. Could it be the Euphrates? It certainly could. I'm not violating the text here. Having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horn ten coronas. Ten crowns, and upon his head the name of blasphemy. It's a blasphemy what they're planning on doing with the human body in the trafficking of souls and the trading of souls. It's a blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was one like unto a leopard, and his feet were like the feet of a bear. And his mouth was the mouth of a lion. Do you see the principalities in the kingdoms here that have fallen? Which means if they fail, the principalities had to be bound. And then their zip ties are going to come off. And it's going to be unleashed to a final generation that is not going to know what's going on. And they won't know how to navigate it at the time. But we will know how to navigate it because it's all laid out right here. Because we know the end goal. And the end game. And we know who sits on the throne. And we know who sits on his right hand. And he is a greater mediator than Moshe. And he will send Gabriel, Michael and his heavenly angels to assist you and I to navigate this process. There's my encouragement. I slipped it in somehow miraculously in Revelation chapter 9. And I saw him like unto a leopard, and his feet were the feet of a bear, and his mouth was the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and his great authority. And I saw one of his heads, as it were, wounded unto death. Oh, we found a cure. The beast has been slain. We found a cure for the coronavirus. Coronavirus. And then all of a sudden, it's going to flare up again. And that deadly wound was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast. See, the anti-Messiah reforms the whole area of Babylon, which is Medo-Persia, Greece, and he puts it all under his subjection. All that area in the Middle East, the destruction and chaos is the unavoidable consequences of stripping away satan's legal command of the world but we haven't got there yet look at second thessalonians chapter 2 verse 2 the day of yahweh is just at hand let no man beguile you in any wise for it will not be except the falling away the apostasy This is concerning the law of Moses, come first, and the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. He that opposeth and exalteth himself against all that is called Elohim, or all that is worshipped. Now, the Syriac version renders the the last clause, and all that is religion, and all that is religion so that he sitteth in the sanctuary of Elohim, that could be any part of the Temple Mount complex, but it also could be sitting inside the sanctuary of your temple, your body, through a vaccine virus that carries the host principalities that are locked in Tartarus. And they seek a host because they are disembodied spirits because they are the Genesis 6 mutation of a virus that now has got a vehicle, aborted body parts, animal parts to go straight in and be hosted and then you've got I Am Legend, right? They already, they already telegraphed it to you with that movie. That is one scary movie. I had to turn it off. I mean, I was scared. It was crazy. Have you seen that movie? I am legend. hello, six months from now. Unbelievable! I'm not... this This is just... I mean, I was kind of enjoying it in a sick and twisted way. But it was... Oh, this was... It was too demonic. Out there. It's called a telegraph. A telegraph of what happens with vaccine therapy. Now you're all going to go and watch I Am Legend and say, I can't believe he recommended it. I do not recommend that movie. But I kind of do. But I don't. I'm not endorsing it. I don't endorse Netflix. But I do endorse this fabulous German water that is our sponsor today. It's really not. Some of you are like, really? Does to the tribes get sponsored by Mexican and German water? No. I sponsor them by giving them my hard-earned coin. I just love it. And I don't want any lip from Chris Bagwell down there in the south that says that bubbly water is, like, gay or something, you know? It is happy, yes. So bubbly, it went right up my nostrils. <laughs> I'm going to sneeze in a minute, and they'll try and arrest me. <laughs> and you think I'm bloody joking. Achoo! I did that at the park the other day. Outrageous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is a funny. That is a fun... Somebody sent me a Kevin James um, Out of Touch, and that one I do recommend on a YouTube. It's like two minutes. It's brilliant. I mean, sometimes comedy is the best vehicle to expose what's going on in the world. It's a very powerful medium. There's a spooky word for you, right? Hollywood... Hollywood, oh, yeah, programming, channels. (laughs) Let's switch channels. What program are you going to watch today from Hollywood? I mean, it's just all right there, isn't it? They came up with this in the beginning of the 20th century because we were bewitched. Oh, dear. It's getting very intense being me. I must say. Is it getting very intense being you out there? It must be if you're tuned in to Torah to the tribes.
1: 2
0: <laughs> Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 2. I was trying to actually get through the text before I got thirsty. So that he that sitteth in the sanctuary of Elohim, setting himself forth as Elohim, remember ye not... That when I was not with you, I told you these things. And now you know that which is kachakeo, holding fast, meaning Satan is holding fast his position in the throne room as the accuser of the brethren until Michael, the archangel, throws him down to the end of that he may be revealed in his own season. For the mystery of lawlessness, a, without, Torah, nomia, doth they already work. Only there is one that, Kachikeo, holds fast now until he be taken out of the way. So Satan is holding fast to his position until Michael, just as in the days of Daniel the prophet, leaves to fight in heaven and cast him down. Daniel 12:1 says thus, And at that time shall Michael stand up the great prince who standeth for the children and thy people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time. Of course, that leads us into Revelation chapter 12, verse 7. That's when we flee, but we're not there yet but we're moving towards it. And then shall be revealed the lawless one whom the Savior Yahushua shall slay with the breath of his mouth. And bring to naught by the manifestation of his coming, even he whose coming is according to the working of satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceit of righteousness that them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved, and for this cause, Elohim here sendeth them a strong delusion, a strong delusion, a working error, some translations say that they should believe the lie, that they all might be judged who believed not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And finishing up in our text in Revelation twenty it says, And the rest of the men who were not killed by these plagues and viruses still did not make repentance. The stubbornness of man is terrifying, isn't it? From the works of their hands, that they should not worship demons and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and wood, which cannot see, hear, nor walk. Neither did they make repentance from their murders, nor from their sorceries, nor from their fornications, nor from their thefts. You see, the policies and politics that are pushing forth this agenda, they're doing it from their stone houses with their occult luciferic images. They have got obliques, They have pyramids, they have got the occult architecture, they've got golden men standing on top of their state and capital buildings, and from there they believe that they are the kings of the earth, but they don't realize that they're only empowered by these four principalities that have been loosed and unleashed for this very time in which we live. But their origins are dark and occult. They are trafficking and attempting now to traffic in human souls. This is where we are, and this is the chapter that is a chapter of admonition to get right with Yahweh, to sharpen up those swords. Sharp swords and sharp knives are what we need in this day and age. No blunt edges. It is time to be real with what's going on in this world and to be spiritually aware And to know that Yahuwah is with us. But there is a time and a place for everything. Now is the time to be awakened. And if that means a little bit of a worrying alert with this message, I'm okay with that. Because there will be another time for encouragement. And that's when we get to exit mystery Babylon and flee into the wilderness. Because Yahuwah is preparing a place for his people. And he is going to intercede us with his heavenly angels because all of this is a spiritual battle and we know at one day every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Yahushua is a sovereign master a lord of all and there is going to be a great weeping and a gnashing of teeth of those that are now propagating this wicked evil across the world that we are now find ourselves knee-deep in the mire of, just as when Jeremiah was thrown down in the well. And we have a yoke right now that is upon our neck, and it is a yoke of a doom oracle, and it is not going to be the yoke of the false prophets that say peace and safety when destruction is coming. That's my take on Revelation 9. You can take it or leave it. I hope you take it. And let's look at the chat here. Let's see what you guys have got. You got a little bit of a light chastisement from me in the chat. But that only came from my spiritual elder. And I'm going to blame him rather than actually take any responsibility myself. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know who you are. All right, but it's very true. It's very true. We've got to be good stewards with everything. If you want me to see your chat, hit me up with a red at Torah to the tribes dot bomb. Let's go there. Okay. Thank you, guys, for being patient. Oh, I've got some nice emojis in here from Raphael Miller. I'm talking swords. These look like my kind of swords, medieval swords. If you actually want to do, get some good swords, um, we got some great swords at home my wife won't let me hang them on the wall though which i think is outrageous because they are so good when i got it out the sleeve i cut myself i mean they come full battle swords and they are where did we get those things? where did we get those swords from um cold steel coldsteel.com and they don't support the channel they should support the channel but you want to get yourself a nice sword there's some great swords in there. I mean, you can get. Well, I like the um, the. Um, what's the one I've got? It is. It's a saber. It's like what the British used down in the um, Crimea. It's it's like a, a cavalry saber. I mean, those things are brutal. Brutal. So, yeah, you see me carrying that around at the feast. You better give me some wide berth, especially if my daughter Eliana gets hold of that thing because her middle name is Yael. It's hyphenated. It's not really her middle name, you know. It's Eliana Yael. You know what she does with sharp objects? Sticks them through the heads of wicked kings that try and creep into tents at Sukkot. Yeah, that's why I name my daughters powerful names to ward off... Wicked men. (laughs) Much more truth. Shabbat Shalom, Brandon, down there in the jungle. The third part of mankind being killed in Revelation 9, 18. Could these be the reapers removing the tares from the earth like Matthew 13, verse 24 speak of? Yes, I think so. That is a good interpretation. William R., he says, we shut Holly Weird off, I like that, a long time ago and tossed the TV out. We will probably do the same with all this media venues. Spending time in the garden and taking care of the livestock will be our rebellion. There you go. That's a great one. Diesel Grand. Oh, what we got a Diesel Grandma now? I love it. Oh, and look, her 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 little picture is of a flower box. Very appropriate. Actually, it should be of a vegetable garden, from what I hear from Diesel Grandpa. I believe the mark is connected to an oath or making covenant with the New World Order, which will give you access to buy, sell, healthcare, debt forgiveness, business license, rights, freedoms, etc. I think Diesel Grandma better be careful what she says online because that's a bit too true for um you know these little devils out there. Let's see what else we've got here. I like it. Oh, I'm going to back up a little bit because uh, I think I'm a bit low on the chat here. Let's try this here. If you have any questions here or, or you get something in on the line online, on the line, have a look on the chat too. Help me out here so I can navigate this a lot faster. Let's see. I don't know why I'm having a problem navigating this. Oh, there we go. Okay, okay. It's a user error. Hang on a minute, what's going on here? Oh, okay. Sorry, guys. Here we go. Much More Truth says, don't concern yourself with Noahide know- Hyde laws, but rather this H.R. 666, Trace Act, Tracking, Reaching, and Contacting Everyone Act. That's a very dangerous piece of legislation. Very dangerous piece of legislation. Um, so, let's see. What is Matthew's computer here? Oh, there we go. It's called a slide bar on the side, Matthew. This one is from Dan and Taylor down there in the Californian redwoods, and of course it's all in caps. Israel is being being judged. Lots of false doctrine floating around in the constellation Gaddi. The cutting off. Ah, I'm not sure what that one means. Take the all caps off. We can read. It's okay. Let's see what else we've got. astronomical signs in the heavens yes yes there are astronomical signs in the heavens guys aren't giving me much red red um, highlights here I'm having a hard time navigating this okay here we go I think I'm getting there now. gently does it on my touch pad track pad here you have something hit me up yes help me out here poor uh, a couple poor boy struggling up here
1: <laughs> there's been a couple questions about uh, contact tracers can you Talk about that some more.
0: Well, the contact traces, you know, is basically we just um, um, uh, mentioned that House Resolution Act 6666. Okay, I think um, the governor up in the state of Washington is really pushing it. And um, he came out, you can see what he said on YouTube, that basically if you don't comply, then uh, they're they're, going to force it, you know. And basically it is... I mean uh, there, it depends every state is different, but they 're saying in, in um, on on the left coast there 's this pact of course, you 've got Oregon, Washington, Nevada, and California, I believe are the pact maybe i 'm missing out on a state there and of course they're going to delay opening up as much as they can to hold hostage the federal government and try and get as much funds as possible and in so doing there's going to be various phases of the opening up one such phase would be that if a person goes to a restaurant that then they're going to demand demand um, that um, they get your, your, your contact information so that then um, they'll have everybody's um, name in the restaurant what date they came in and then they'll be able to contact, trace you because somebody's going to be able to be connected to somebody even if they fabricate it because, of course, fabrication and um, is what much of this is about fabricating numbers and skewing numbers and skewing things. And then they will contact trace people and be able to track people back to the those that they've come in contact with. And it's all under the guise of, you know, health and public safety, just like it was in Germany in the nineteen forties. And of course, the late thirties, health and safety. Want to make sure that we're looking after the community. And in the meantime, you, your civil rights decimated and human rights decimated. As in the days of Noah, so shall be the coming of the Son of Man. Says much more truth. Oh, and Golden, uh, golden Seven Eight Five Six is going to take me up on the challenge. I am legend. We'll have to watch. You are not going to sleep well. Sorry to tell you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yashub, Shabbat Shalom, Yashub. Hit me up with something good. He says, I'm going to watch. Get out tomorrow. <laughs> Yashub, put something interesting in the chat. You've always got a good, uh, a good angle. Um, let's see. Um, Jebling 4, yes, Matthew, I agree. The disembodied spirits looking for a host in vaccines. Oh, Kevin Kneebling, he's being a comedian. Um, Did you dream of being Will Smith? (laughs) And then High Karate says Hollywood means witch's wand. Isn't that crazy? I know it does, doesn't it? Ah, wow. Shiloh's drinking club soda in his postal van, most probably up in Hood River, hiding in the trees and the bushes. I know what you're up to, Shiloh. Let's see. I must have scared a bunch of you off the chat today. You're behaving yourself so well. Got anything else for me in studio? Anybody, anybody? What you got there? We'll let you finish up here. Hey, yes, yes. Yeah, I would, yeah, put mic up.
1: <clears throat> so, Dan I lost it now, but, oh, um, please talk for a sec on our rights on not having to wear masks, please. Yeah, I
0: uh, don't really think YouTube's a good format, a good venue to be getting into all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's uh, you'll have to, you guys. I have to navigate that one in a private, private forum. It's uh, too too much Google, eh? You know what I mean? Google tracking and tracing rights. You know, yeah. Contract traces. Oh, you guys. Oh, here's an interesting one from Renee Perry. I have heard that the mark is a patch that will be sent in the mail to be self-applied. Oh yes, and have quantum dots that are like a serpent injecting venom that will change DNA. Yes, I have heard about that quantum dot pad that is apparently being mailed out. Yes, I have heard that. Is that the mark? I tell you what, it definitely looks spooky, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yeah, that is the quantum dot pad. Um, I don't know if if that actually has been approved or whether that was just something that they were bill and Melinda were hoping to bring forth into the fruit bowl but um yeah oh here we go here's yashub yashub's hit me up here oh look now you're all hit me up. Um, Chris and Chelsea Mulroney. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing you guys. Sorry. Good to good to see you here again. Revelation 9 isn't encouraging, to be sure, but speaking the truth is always encouraging. Well, thank you, thank you. That's, you know, it's it's tough because I want to be encouraging, but then I was like, well, yeah, I've got to stick stick where I can, and we'll we'll get encouraging when we can. So, it's ultimately it is encouraging because he's on the throne, and we've got the victory. <laughs> You know, so that's the security. That's the security and the encouragement, I find. Where in Scripture does it specifically say there will be one world government? That is Lisa Matheson. Anyone put an answer up there for Lisa? And then Julia says, um, from Modesto, Gaza, Shabbat Shalom Modesto. Modesto, excuse me. No question today, just wanted to bless your whole operation. You have been faithful to your convictions of, of, and have helped me. Ah, Thank you so much, Modesto. And you've been such a blessing on the on the live platforms. And uh, I know you've gone to bat for me online several times. And that's always appreciated. So thank you so much. Um, Yashub says, Torah to the tribes, I've said this before. The mark of the beast is a spiritual allegiance with the beast, knowing it's him and not literal chip, as some people assume. And it's a choice, not forced. I would say it would have to be something that you would choose because you have to have free will to be able to, you know, love doesn't exist without a choice. And ultimately, Adam and Eve made a choice, and we will get to make a choice too. And just, you know... Don't be deceived and tricked, but also it is about making a choice. So, yes. Then we have Julia saying, the After show 162, the digital currency is coming to everyone via credit card from the US government pandemic stimulus. Interesting. After show 162. Okay, that's interesting. This one's from Shiloh. Shiloh, why do you think the Vatican would first name it Corona, six letters, then Corona adding up to 66, 666, to mock us or to tell others to go with the pandemic? Oh, I'm not sure if I know understand that one, but I'm sure some of you will and then white moon says the darknightarmory.com has some swords though i've heard that we should buy any weapons that that we shouldn't buy any weapons that are made in india yeah i mean if you're in america buy american made and i think cold steel is american made stuff Shiloh says at Torah, I'm off the river in the hills under a sagebrush. Get it straight. Yeah, buddy, I bet you are under a sagebrush. I just hope you're not smoking a blooming sagebrush. That's all I'm telling you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blooming sagebrush. Bet you did smoke some sagebrush back in the day, though, didn't you? Oh, here we go, Olivia Tate. Do you think the government is going to come and invade our homes and try to force the chip on us and our families? Well, the government just did invade a local hairdresser's home a few days ago on May 5th because she didn't comply with a governor's orders. So it's not a case of when, it's a case of how often is it happening and being reported. That's the trouble, that's the trouble. Mm. I like Kevin Neibling. He's, he's got a very good sense of humor too, so there's much more truth, they thought that was funny. Because they know who Shiloh is, and we do sometimes speculate that he's smoking sagebrush, or maybe using it as a loofah or something. Yes. Yeah. Hit it. Give. Yeah. Go live. Go live.
1: I just wanted to offer something to think about in response to um, what was asked about a one-world religion. There's been uh, ever since people have been speculating about revelation. It's always been the final blow won't occur until there's a one world religion. That has been a pretty common thread throughout um, most people that have spoken about revelation. What I wanted to offer was that it certainly could be true. Easily said that, uh, there is a one world religion now. And that um, Yah's truth is not a religion. It's his truth. Mm. All other philosophies and religions and belief systems are religions. But they all have an origin of the occult, the Kabbalah, and the original light bearer and are based on the original lie from the garden. So if you look at the essence, it's always about illumination or enlightenment. This is the essence of all quote unquote religions or philosophies. Then if they're all the same, if they all have the same origin, they are all the same religion. Thank you.
0: Very good, very good. And um, this one is um, very sobering and um, just to be warned, they will sneak in like little wolves. Um, this is from the Mycenaeist. Some are claiming the teachings of Paul are invalid, citing he was from Benjamin and a ravenous wolf in sheep's clothing. Found it a paradox worth looking into, Christian truthers. Um, Paul the Apostle, Rav Shaliyak Shaol, the most amazing anointed anointed teacher, but those find his words, as Peter says, hard to understand. They twist it to their own destruction. In the mainline church, they twist it to lawlessness. In the messianic movement, they've twisted it into denying, not all, but many going down that path because they can't seem to reconcile um, Galatians and Colossians with being pro-Torah. He is pro Zedek in the most amazing way because he really, really was able to break that down. And I think I've spent much time in the scriptures talking about that. So when somebody sends me stuff saying that you should check this out, that Paul was a ravenous wolf, I just quickly delete it. Why? because I've done a teaching several years ago at Sukkot. You can look at our Feast of the Tabernacles several years ago archives on Paul. And basically, if you follow that line of thought, you've got to kick out pretty much the whole of the New Testament, which is of course the objective of the synagogue of Satan plants. And you become Judaic and apostate. So the Apostle Paul anointed and appointed to teach the Zedek message. But those on both sides of the aisles that find his writings hard to understand, they twist the scriptures to their own destruction. I one day hope to meet the Apostle Paul in glory and to be just so blessed with tears in my eyes that he has helped me and helped multitudes and multitudes of saints hold fast to the scriptures, which, of course, include all of his writings, too. So, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff today, you guys. Yes, let's see. Mm. that was that was deleted (laughs) somebody accused my good friend Aaron Sermak of being a mason he's not a mason I know the man you silly tarts anyway it's amazing isn't it that was off good good job there Diesel Grandpa was a bit slow on the trigger. He's usually pretty trigger-happy, old Diesel Grandpa, but we see he took care of that. Uh, We know Aaron. Aaron, we haven't seen Aaron in a while, have we? Aaron actually uh, has got a very strong foundation and was celebrating the Feast of Yahweh back before many of you were, uh, were still on your mother's teat. So, you know, it's just amazing, isn't it? I mean, I bet I'm not wear anything with a triangle on it. Otherwise, they'd be like doing the same to me. Oh my goodness! Do you know that Nolan? He's of the. Oh, because I, you know, bought a T-shirt and it had a triangle somewhere on it. Maybe you know. Of course, I'm very careful that I don't do that. But no, you know, there's nothing wrong with a T-shirt with a triangle as long as it really isn't a cult, right? It's just a bloody shape, isn't it? But so uh, sometimes it can get a bit wild, can't it? Aaron's giving me a, um, a an LOL because, uh, yeah, good guy, Aaron, good guy. All right, Baruch Hashem, Yahuwah, enough of, enough of this tomfoolery, you guys. What fun, what fun, and uh, blessings. I love it, you know. It is nice, isn't it, to be in the chat when you're behaving yourselves. I hope you guys had a jolly good time because, um, oh, here we go. We'll finish up with my friend up north here, Kevin Niebling says, tell Doug, tell Doug, I'm not gonna tell Doug that. That's outrageous, Doug. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Doug's in here laughing. He says, tell Doug, I'm gonna be down soon and let's drink some root beer. Well, that sounds fun. Throw a little bit of vanilla ice cream and you've got yourself a root beer float, right? Hey, anyway, good stuff, good stuff. Baruch Hashem, Yahuwah. Um, and here we go. Jose says, at Aaron Sir Mac, I'll vouch for you too. Yeah, we vouch for Aaron. Aaron's a good guy. We love him dearly. He's been a good a good steward of the faith and really helpful to me and the guys down here at the ministry. So anyway, Baruch Hashem, Yahuwah. Abba, we thank you so much for your people, for Abba, this platform, being able to steward it. And use it for your glory. We thank you, Abba, and just pray, Father, that those that would watch this later, that they would be edified and, Abba, you would use it to reach the nations as we go through your word. We know, Abba, that ultimately your word is the sword that we need because it is sharper than any sword of man that can be manufactured because it is anointed, appointed on high by the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Abba, and we call upon your heavenly angels to now, Abba, guide us and lead us in our paths, as we walk on this earth, Abba, and we look forward to walking into your kingdom. And we know that as you transfigured your son, so you will transfigure us. Bless you guys. Shabbat shalom. And remember, give us some thumbs up. Hit that thumbs up and subscribe to the channel right now. And again, thank you for all your support, all your faithfulness. And I pray... That we can see each other. Panaim el Panaim. Face to face at the Feast of Tabernacles. But we don't know how we're going to get there yet. But we do know that there's a Feast of Tabernacles in the kingdom waiting for us. And that is the encouraging Marriage Supper of the Lamb. Shabbat Shalom Baruch Hashem Yahuwah.